0: Well, welcome to the Believer's School of Ministry. This is Tom Shanklin, and I'm glad to be with you today. We're with our friends in India, in uh which is next to Hyderabad, India, in, in uh, kind of south-central India. And we're so blessed to be with you today to share the good news, and, and uh, we just pray that each of us will grow today in the things of God, and especially in the area of healing the sick. This is lesson number 10 in the Believer School of Ministry, uh, Introduction to Ministry class, and we're going to be talking about healing the sick. Jesus told us to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So we praise God for that. You guys are like you're on a uh, you're on a boat right now. You know the boat. It's like it's like the disciples in the middle of the sea. You know when Jesus came walking. That's what you're doing. So um, let's have a word of prayer before we get into the word today. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your precious people, those that are in India and with us in India, and those that are watching by the internet, Lord, that are desiring and hungering uh, to know more of you and your ways and how to minister to people and especially today Lord how to minister to the sick and so we ask your anointing upon the lesson today and we ask for your grace as we teach and we ask for your grace as we hear Uh, anoint our lips to speak our ears to hear and our hearts to receive uh, the truth of this that you have called us to heal the sick and set the captives free let your word go forth with power We thank you, Lord, that it will not return void. Uh, We choose to believe it. If it's in your word, we choose to believe it. And we confess today that we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will also be doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people said? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, lesson number 10. The purpose of this lesson is to impress upon the believer the call to minister healing to the sick and to give basic instructions on how to minister healing. Jesus said in Mark 16, verses 15 through 20, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Always remember that the healing of the sick is tied in with the gospel. It's because of the gospel and because of what Jesus did on the cross that healing is available to people. And also, God wants us to know that he uses healing uh, as a means to reach people for him. Now, I found that people many times are uh, touched by the Lord through the healing ministry and then they'll open their heart uh, to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I think I, in the last lesson I shared with you how that was the case with me. And I'm thinking of a time, uh, actually it was on our last trip to India, when we had an open-air meeting, and uh, Sister Susan was with me there, and of course Pastor Deva and others. And we were out in a village and we were ministering to people, And uh, we preached the gospel, and I gave an invitation for salvation, and of course several came, I don't remember how many, but there was a number of people that came for salvation. But I noticed primarily they were people from a Hindu background. But there was also, in that particular village, there was a number of uh, Muslim people, and especially young men, and they were kind of standing in the back and listening. And when I gave the invitation, they just uh, stayed there and, They didn't move, they didn't come forward. But then we began to pray for the sick, and several of them had maladies and problems and sicknesses. And when we prayed for them and laid hands on them, you know, God touched them. The Holy Spirit touched them. And uh, and there were some instances there, then after, after we had laid hands on them and prayed for them, that we asked them, would you like to receive Jesus? And then they prayed with us for salvation. Now, of course, we don't always know the results when we pray for, pray with someone for salvation. Uh, of course, many times people, you know, the Bible said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So no doubt, some of those men were touched of the Lord and came into the kingdom of God that day. And But I believe the reason that they opened up to pray was because the Spirit of God touched them as we prayed, we laid hands on them and prayed for physical ailments. So always remember when we're talking about healing the sick, it's a tool of evangelism. And it's also a physical demonstration of God's mercy through the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that the scripture said in Isaiah 53, verse 4, and I'm quoting now from the literal translation, it says, Surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he carried them. So on the cross, Jesus carried our sicknesses. He bore our pains and sicknesses and carried them away. So this is a gospel message. This is not a sideline uh, issue that we're talking about. This is part and parcel of the gospel, praise the Lord. But uh, always remember, too, that the most important healing that anyone will ever receive is a healing in their relationship with God. And so we're we're all about winning souls, right? That is our business. And uh, that's what God's given us to do and he's given us tools to help us with that. <clears throat> so he said, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name; they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues." They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise the Lord. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now what do you suppose they preached? says they went forth and preached everywhere <clears throat> excuse me well if we notice what he told them to preach go into all the world and preach the, the, gospel. Gospel. the gospel so they preach the gospel see the Lord confirms the gospel with science following I don't know if I shared this in an earlier lesson about the power of the gospel and how that, you know, our ministries can become weak if we, if we stray from the gospel and we get down to other topics. And, you know, there's many things in the Bible, many things that we need to teach and many things that we need to learn. But always remember to have the foundation of your ministry in that gospel message that Jesus died on the cross at Calvary for your sins. Uh, he was buried and he rose again the third day. And that whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. So that gospel message is the root and core of our ministry. And that's the power of God unto salvation. And God works through that uh, and confirms his word with signs following. All right, now <clears throat> uh, we're going to begin to go through the lesson, the, the different scriptures. Of course, I don't have uh, the scriptures written out. I just have a little phrase about each one. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, I encourage you in your homework. Everybody been doing your homework? Wave your hand if you're doing your homework. All right. Somebody blew their horn outside to confirm that. Uh, anyway, uh, we want to encourage you to take the, the Bible references that are in the lessons and study them. This will be your study guide for your homework this week. And so absorb these scriptures into your own heart through reading your own Bible. And it'll be a great blessing to you. Healing is just as much a part of the gospel as salvation. In Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. So you can't just separate one part of the scripture and say, well, that's true and that's not. Uh, He heals all your diseases. He forgives all your iniquities. Also, healing is part of the redemptive package. You can read about that in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6. And And, uh, we just quoted from the uh, Young's Literal Translation in verse 4, Surely he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes we were healed. And that word could also be translated bruises. So in other words, Jesus took the bruises, the punishment upon his back for our sicknesses as well as our sins. Uh, The Bible teaches us that the devil wants you sick and God wants you well. Acts 10.38 this is a good scripture for you to memorize or or meditate on. And you know, actually, you know, for myself, I'm not really a memorizer of scripture. I but I meditate and quote it and pray it, and it gets in my heart. And here's Sister Susan. She's going to come say hello and encourage you in the Lord.
1: Oh, there's my favorite preacher man. <laughs> Where's those women preachers? (laughs) Come on, women, rise up. Come on. Get preaching. Get preaching. You're full of the Holy Ghost and power. Yeah, I'm speaking to you. Amen. 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 There's more women there than I can see. Have a cough drop, dear. Well, thank you. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Hello. I'm about to go swimming. Swimming in town yeah. swimming I want to pray who's that right there who yeah. are you
0: who is it I'm Dave I'm Dave, Inder. Who?
1: Dave. can you say Inder. it again
0: Pastor diva his name is Dave Inder. oh Dave Inder. Uh, her name is
1: okay his name his
0: name no I'm looking for her her her, her.
1: in the purple
0: yes. Smiley. 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 Okay, oh, we got, Smiley. We got oh. a testimony from Smiley.
1: Well, Father God, I pray for Smiley, Lord God, that she'd rise up and she know who she is in Christ. And she would build a firm foundation in Jesus' name and win many to Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Woo! <laughs> oh, <my God! laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, now consider yourself encouraged. All right, so where are we? Uh, Acts 10.38, as I mentioned, this is a good scripture to meditate and get in your spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. See, it didn't say he healed those that were oppressed by God. It said he healed those that were oppressed by the devil. And so the anointing is anti-devil. The devil is anti-anointing. And Jesus is against sickness. The devil is for sickness. All right. Uh, Another good scripture is uh, 3 John 2. Uh, in the King James, it said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants you well. Okay. uh, Jesus wants to heal you. And Matthew 8, 2 through 3, and the other references are actually the same story in different versions, in different Gospels. Uh, The leper came to Jesus and uh, Ask him, he said, if you want to, you can make me well. And Jesus says, I want to. And he laid hands on him and he healed him. Praise God. I know there's a lot of lepers in your nation. I've seen them there. Jesus wants to heal them. Amen. 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 <clears throat> and a part of our thinking needs to reflect the truth that yes. Jesus wants you well. Amen. Because otherwise, Amen. when we lay hands on somebody, we're going to always question Is this the will of God? But we need to understand from the scriptures, Jesus wants to make people well. He always healed those that came to him in faith. And he'll do the same today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Jesus was anointed to heal the sick and set the captives free Uh, in uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Uh, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and so on. He came to bring healing. His, the anointing on his life was to bring healing, and the same goes for us today. <clears throat> and then Jesus' ministry included teaching, preaching, and healing the sick and you can read about that in Matthew chapter 9 uh, verse 35 it said he went about teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel and healing every sickness and disease so those three things you see in in predominant in Jesus's ministry teaching and preaching and healing the sick and you say well, what's the difference between Uh, Teaching and preaching. Well, teaching is more explaining. Today we're primarily, excuse me, we're primarily teaching because we're explaining the word to you. But preaching is proclaiming, especially the gospel. It's, It's saying, Jesus died for you. That's a proclamation, you know. And so Jesus did both. He taught and he proclaimed. And so these are aspects and they sometimes they kind of dovetail together in our ministries. But there is an important distinction there between teaching and preaching. And the other thing is healing. Healing was predominant in Jesus's ministry. And I tell you what, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's not going out of Amen. the business. Amen. And Pastor David Amen. God Amen. is going to use you in the healing ministry like you never thought was possible. Amen. God Amen. is going to open uh, the doors for you to minister to the sick, and you're going to see miracles. You haven't even focused on this, but yet God is going to do it. By His Spirit, you're going to see the lame walk and the blind see. And the, the poor will have the gospel preached to them the power of Jesus Christ is upon your life Not only to preach the gospel not only to teach not only to lead, but also to bring healing to the sick And I just decree and declare Amen. and believe with you that these are the things we'll see in the days to come in your ministry and in Amelia Evangeline, Amelia Evangeline also made a lot Amen. of the brokenhearted healed through her ministry and so just begin to believe and accept these things and, and uh, believe that you'll see these things more and more become uh, prominent. Not just a background issue, but prominent in your ministry. And, and so just let that come forth as the Lord prompts you to minister to the sick in your different meetings you have and on the streets or whatever. God's going to use you in this. Amen. It's going to begin to come to pass. All right, God wants you to heal the sick. Uh, Acts 1.1 tells us, uh, The former treatise have I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began to do and teach. You know, the book of Acts was written by Luke, the, the same man that wrote, of course, the Gospel of Luke. And the former treatise he's talking about there is the Gospel of Luke and he says there that i wrote about all these things that jesus what began to do and teach so the gospels is only the beginning we are finishing and completing and fulfilling the ministry of jesus and what did we say his ministry was teaching preaching and healing praise god so I, re- I just release it. I just feel the anointing on this today that this is May. a new day for you guys in your ministry. You're going to begin to see miracles like never before. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And the Lord's going to be glorified and God's even going to use it as a, yeah. uh, a dinner bell to bring many to Christ. <laughs> People are going to say, I want this God to be my God. Amen. The God that set me free. Amen. The God that healed me. And so you're going to see this, I believe. That this word, this this word that we're sharing here is a Bible lesson, but there's an anointing. Uh, to bring forth this ministry. Amen. I want you to catch the spirit of this. We're not just trying to get information uh, in your brain, but I want you to get the anointing of this message, the spirit of this message into you, to know that you will heal the sick and set the captives free. In Jesus' name. Can I have an amen, amen today? Amen. All right. <clears throat> and then, of course, John fourteen twelve tells us, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do? Because I go unto the Father. One of the most amazing scriptures in the entire word of God. that Jesus told us that we would do the same works that he did. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> uh, First John chapter 4, verse 17 tells us, As he is, so are we in this world. And you know, as you look these scriptures up this week and meditate on these things, God is going to speak into your hearts and things that you have not seen before these things are going to become not just uh, words in a book but they're going to become revelation in your heart and you're going to see that as he is smiley as he is so are you in this world praise the Lord in Jesus name first uh, Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27 tells us <coughs> Excuse me, that ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. You know, and we we hear that phrase, body of Christ, and and it's a a phrase from the Bible, and we just read it, and, and we don't really realize what it means. It means that we are the anointed body. Christ means anointed one. His anointing is on you, in Jesus' name. And as we said before, Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't die and was buried and rose again, went to heaven and say, Well, Father, we've done enough healing for now. Let's just change our program and just give people religion. No, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anything you see in the book of Acts is for today. And under Padesh and wherever else you go. Praise God for Hallelujah. All right. God uses healing to bring people to himself. Acts 4.4 4 tells us that uh, 5,000 5, men came to the Lord, believed in the Lord, uh, after the healing of the lame man in Acts chapter 3. Uh, a whole city came to God as a result of P, uh, Philip's miracle ministry. And you know, you guys, you have a sound system, Uh, not only that, but you have uh, prepared yourself and you know how to get organized and you know how to go out to villages and hold open air meetings. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. But God is going to use you to touch villages for the Lord with the gospel and to see signs and wonders following. And you don't have to wait for the American evangelist to come and say that. Praise God. You know, the people are receptive for the gospel in your country. And they're receptive for God's healing ministry. So go, go, go. Take the gospel. Amen. Use the tools you have and and the knowledge you have. And and go out and reach the lost for Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: All right. So, uh, and healing closes the mouth of the, the skeptics. Uh, when they had the, called the disciples on the carpet for the healing of the lame man, uh, they said, they beholding the man which was healed, they could say nothing against it. It's hard to deny when you see a miracle right in front of you, that God has done something awesome. And of course, there is a testimony for myself. I was drawn to the Lord as a result of seeing a tremendous miracle, a man who was healed Uh, who had uh, low blood pressure, uh, who had a defective valve because of a childhood disease. God healed and restored him. And uh, it touched my life and drew me to the Lord. All right, the next paragraph, the next section is, what about those who are not healed? Uh, I would probably rather not put this in here, but it's a reality. Sometimes folks are not healed. And we don't always know why. Uh, Sometimes God will show us so we can help them overcome. But yet, God's Word is true. Remember that you're the delivery person, not the healer. So the reason I put this in here is because I don't want you to be discouraged if you pray for someone and they're not healed. Or if they're not healed immediately. You know, many of the people that are healed in, in our ministry... Uh, are not always healed that instant. Sometimes, you know, they'll come back the next day or several days later and they'll and they'll say, yeah, I'm healed, I'm better. And so, um, always remember that, you know, God's in charge of the healing program. And, you know, he has things, sometimes he has things that he needs to do in a person's life in order for them to receive their healing. And so, there's a lot of different factors that enter into it. So don't be discouraged if you don't always see instant results. Continue to minister just like the Lord said. <clears throat> he, he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's your job is to lay hands on the sick, and his job is to make them recover. Amen. Amen. But what happens sometimes is people say, you know, they don't have a, a positive experience right away. They pray for people, and, and they don't see the results they think they should, and then they just give up. Well, I guess this doesn't work. I think about Charles and Francis Hunter. They got a hold of this in the Word of God. And their, their evangelists that uh, were in the United States now, they're both with the Lord. Uh, but they started just, you know, they, their ministry was primarily salvation, but then they got a hold of this healing message, and they, so they started praying for the sick. And they said they just prayed literally for hundreds of people and had very little results. But uh, then they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they started seeing a lot of results, but not, you know, not uh, not all the time. You know, sometimes people get healed, sometimes they wouldn't. But they continued to press in, and their faith grew. And by the end of their ministry, they said they believed that um, they said that they believed that eighty percent of the people they prayed for were healed. So you can grow in this and develop this. So don't be discouraged if you don't see results right away. We know that doubt and unbelief can hinder uh, healing. When people are open and they're hungry and they're receiving, you see miracles. Many times Jesus said to people, according to your faith, so be it unto you. So people's faith was part of the equation in people receiving, even from Jesus' ministry. So that's why we need to learn to help people to believe by giving them the word of God, sharing testimonies with them, and ministering to them so that they'll receive their healing, okay? It said in Jesus' hometown, he could there do no no mighty work except he laid his hands on a few sick people with minor ailments, it means there, and uh, healed them. And he marveled, why? Because of their unbelief. So unbelief can block healing, but faith will enable people to receive uh, healing. And with this ministry of healing, you know, like I say, keep pressing in. Uh, don't say, well, it doesn't work because, because you know, you don't see the results. Let's exalt the word of God above our experience. You know, there was a missionary named David Livingston. And he went to Africa and, and shared the gospel with many people. And at the end of his life and ministry, uh, he had one convert. One convert. And in fact, he wasn't even sure that the one convert was converted. <laughs> so, but how many know... That the gospel is true, even if nobody receives it. Amen. Yes. Amen. But the interesting thing is that that one convert, who wasn't even sure was saved, reached so many people for Christ, and actually wow. started a spark in Africa, which changed uh, the, the spiritual climate there. So, uh, it's time for us to work and leave the results to God.
1: Amen. 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 Yes.
0: All right. Uh, there was a time when Jesus yes. laid hands on someone after he had already ministered to them. Mark uh, chapter 8, verses 22 through 26, talks about how the blind man was, uh, uh, how first Jesus led him out of town, which is an interesting uh, teaching in itself that. There was so much doubt and unbelief and negative spiritual pressure pressure in that town that Jesus felt he needed to get that person out of town in order to heal them. And so you see, sometimes the environment can hinder healing. Uh, So, but when he laid hands on him, he says, do you see now? And the man said, well, I see men, they look like trees. And so then Jesus laid hands on him again, and then he saw everyone clearly so there's an example where jesus even Jesus had to minister to somebody twice uh, for them to receive. sometimes people need need ministry in their inner man before they can receive healing in their outer man god 's plan for healing is uh, healing and restoration is spirit, soul, and body <clears throat> I know one time I was uh, on the mission field in a nation called Haiti and I got sick in my stomach and uh, I got very sick and you know people prayed for me I prayed for myself I confessed scriptures I did everything I knew to do but I was still sick and so I remember I was talking to the Lord about it I was sitting in the back of a pickup truck and I was talking to Jesus talking to the father I said, Lord, what's going on here? And the Lord just spoke to me. He says, you're in fear. And as soon as he said it, I saw it, that, yeah, I was in fear. Uh, For one reason is because the country that we were in was dangerous at that time. And people had been killed through violence. And the other reason is we were on this, uh, we were traveling in this pickup truck. And I had a team with me from my church. And I had this fear that somebody was going to fall off the pickup truck and fall down the mountain. And so my biggest fear was that I would have to go back to the United States uh, without without one of the team members. Somebody would die. And it was really, I think, an irrational fear, but I wasn't trusting God. And so the Lord says, you're in fear. Well, I, I saw it say, well, what's that have to do with healing? Well, if you've got a problem on the inside, it can cause problems on the outside. And it can hinder you from receiving healing. So I repented of that fear. I said, Lord, I trust you with this mission trip. And I thank you that we're all going to be fine and we're all going to go home safely in Jesus' name. And this is in your hands. And I just let go of all the fear. And you know what? Within a half an hour... I was eating lunch with the group and doing just fine. And we had a cheeseburger and a Coke. Do you all know what a cheeseburger is? I know Pastor Diva does. <laughs> <coughs> it was, we were in the nation of Haiti, but there was an American restaurant there that was serving, uh, cheese, you know, hamburgers, French fries, and, and of course, Coke. I sat there and ate those things just fine. God brought an in instant healing once I got my heart cleaned. So, sometimes there's a need for healing on the inside. Uh, Some healings are progressive. The ten lepers, it says, as they went, they were healed. Sometimes healing requires standing on the word of God. Ephesians 6.13 says, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand and having done all to stand, sometimes, and and some of these things uh, pertain more to Christians. God seems to operate a little bit different for the unbeliever. He's using healing to draw them to Himself. Like I mentioned about the the Muslim men at, at the uh, open air meeting that we had, they weren't even saved, and yet J- Jesus was touching them. But for the Christian, He wants us to to learn to believe and and to grow. And and to develop and to stand on the word of God. You know, there was uh, early in our ministry, uh, we had a a set of twins, two two ladies. Excuse me. They were in their, like in their 20s. And uh, they were coming to our church. And one of them was at a, like an open air or a tent meeting that we had. And she came forward for prayer because she had pain in her back. And what it was is arthritis. And I didn't realize that a young person could have arthritis, but it was a genetic problem. And so um, anyway, she was healed. And all the pain was gone. I have a picture of her bending over and touching her toes with a big smile on her face because she was totally healed and delivered of pain. Well, her twin sister actually had the same problem. She wasn't at that meeting. But she was at our home for a uh, a Bible study one night. And so she asked for prayer. And, you know, we prayed for her and ministered healing to her. And she received some help, but she still had pain. But she went home that night and she says, I'm not taking this anymore. And she started walking the floor and demanding the devil take his hands off of her in Jesus' name. Quoting scriptures and using her authority in Christ. Well, she got healed. Amen. Amen. So, see, one got it real easy. (laughs) But one had to use their authority. Amen. So, sometimes with healing, and this would be for Christians, really. Sometimes you need to use your authority and stand on the word of God and just say, Devil, get your hands off God's property in Jesus' name. Can I have a good amen today? Amen. All right. <clears throat> Here's another thought there is no defeat for the child of God. Minister salvation. You know, the scripture said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You know, I know sometimes we've ministered to people, and for whatever reason, they weren't able to receive their healing. That's not up to me to judge why or whatever, but whatever reason, they weren't able to receive their healing, and some in some cases, they went home to be with the Lord. But you know what? If we ministered salvation to that person, they're in heaven. They're not in any pain. Amen? They're going to be with the Lord forever. And so this is important I think for us to remember in the healing ministry is the most important healing is salvation. Can I have an amen? Amen. <clears throat> the greatest healing anyone will ever receive is the new birth. Uh, John 3:3, 3, 3, except you be man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All right, then we go into some of the biblical methods of ministering healing and of course we're not going to have time to go into depth in all the scriptures here again study them out this week and i believe these will really be a blessing to you but here's some of the methods and you say well why do you give us all these methods well because you know what god doesn't always do things the same way uh you're going to find out that you know he heals in a lot of different methods sometimes he heals through his word Many times he heals through the laying on of hands. Sometimes he heals through anointing with oil. Let's don't put God in a box. If you study Jesus's ministry, he ministered different ways. <coughs> excuse me, to different people. You know, Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, they ask him, "Well, how, how do you? How are you going to minister in this situation?" He says, "Well, it depends on what the Father says." So be led by the Holy Spirit. And how to minister. For example, you know, ministering to someone who's deaf. In some cases, uh, there's a deaf and dumb spirit behind that. But in some cases, they need a physical healing in their eardrum or part of their ear. So we need to know how to minister to that person. Are we going to take authority over a spirit? Or are we going to pray for God's healing in the eardrum or whatever it is? So here's some of the methods... Scriptural methods uh, for ministering healings, the, the laying on of hands, putting your hands on someone like uh, Pastor Diva's, uh son is doing. Is it your son or your daughter that's, that's laying hands on? Your son. Praise son. the Lord. That's great. Uh, through commanding in the name of Jesus. We'll talk more about that, I think, here later. But this is one of the things that we need to learn is that scripturally, both Jesus and the apostles commanded. Uh, much more than prayed. In other words, they didn't say, oh, dear father, heal this sick one. They may have prayed first, but then when they actually minister healing, they command him, be healed in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Uh, you know, they would speak to the situation and command. Now, when you command, understand this, you're not commanding God. Okay? You're commanding for God. Remember, we are ambassadors for the Lord. So he has sent us with a commission and with authority. So when you command, he's behind the commanding, okay? He's with you in it. So don't be insecure about commanding, thinking that you're, you're being too uh, presumptuous. The Lord has called you to command in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> so that name of Jesus is his uh, the power of attorney in Jesus' name that he's given us to use. Uh, By teaching God's willingness to heal through the prayer of agreement. Now, here's an important area. I think we may be touching on it in the notes here again, but let's just talk about it right now. Sometimes in praying for healing, and this again would (laughs) pertain a lot in praying for Christians. Uh, we need to find out what the person is believing for. If a person is sick, and of course they want to get well, but their faith is that, you know, Lord, help the doctor uh, to know what to do in my case. You you come along and you say, you know, uh, forget the doctor, Lord. (laughs) You know, heal them right now. Well, see, they may not receive... You know, unless you have special faith in the situation and unction from the Holy Spirit, they may not receive because they're not in agreement with your prayer. They are not having faith for the same thing that you're doing. So we need to find a point of agreement in prayer. What are they actually believing for? And agree with that. Because otherwise, we're, we're trying to have all the faith, you know. And we, you know, their faith is working against your faith. Does this make sense? Yes. All right. Okay. So the prayer of agreement. Okay. Asking the person if they believe that they will be healed. <clears throat> Jesus asked someone, believe, uh, believe ye that I am able to do this. Uh, I'm thinking of the meetings we have in, in West Bengal, yes. Pastor Diva. And we were in the, uh, we had the uh, conference room and we had a leaders meeting during the day and then in the evening we had healing services and i remember we did that a lot there when when the people came up before we ever prayed for them or ministered to them <clears throat> i would ask them do you believe jesus will heal you and <clears throat> and many of them would say yes i believe and then we would minister to them and they would be healed. We saw a lot of miracles there, didn't we? Do you remember? Yes. Yes. And and then after we ministered them to them, I asked them, who did that for for you? And they would say, Jesus. <laughs> so you see, get getting them to agree beforehand that the Lord was going to heal them. Through their own faith and the confession of their own mouth, it helped them to receive. These are some pretty neat tips, you know, that will help you in your ministry. Of course, you're not going to absorb all this in one lesson, but if you study the scriptures and continue to go over these things, God will teach you through them. Uh, He also heals through the anointing of oil. James 5, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil uh, in the name of the Lord. Oil is a symbol of consecration and also the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> uh, healing through commanding the sickness to go and healing to come. Uh, healing through uh, the word of knowledge. We see a lot of healing in our ministry through the word of knowledge. For example, I was in a meeting some time ago. Actually, we had a conference on a Saturday. And then I stayed over for the next day to preach in the church on Sunday morning. Excuse me. And on the way to church, it was like the Lord showed me this area of the chest, like here. And I just knew it was just like a word of knowledge that somebody in the meeting had a, had a heart issue, a heart problem. <clears throat> and uh, I was very tired that day. I had no strength of my own. But the, Lord's, uh, the Lord has plenty of strength and plenty of power. And so we went to the meeting and I preached the gospel and uh, preached actually on healing. It was, it was uh, <clears throat> we had advertised it as a healing service. And uh, then after I was done with my message, I said, now, is there someone here who has either has pain in your heart, or symptoms in your heart, or has been diagnosed with a heart problem? And so this one fellow just started looking around at his family members. And, and he said, well, yeah, me, you know. So he comes up. And then also his mother came up because she also had heart issues. But anyway, he came up. And we laid hands on him, in the name of Jesus commanded him to be healed. And then after the service, I talked to him, and he was sitting there in the service with pain in his heart. And actually, he had already had heart surgery once, and he was a young man. He was not an older man. He was middle-aged. And he was sitting in the service with heart pain. I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much pain did you have? I can't remember if it was eight or nine. He had pretty severe heart pain sitting there in the service. I said, well, how much do you have now? He says, it's gone. The pain is completely gone. And not only that, we also heard testimony that his mother uh, was healed or had gotten better. I don't know if she was instantly or progressively. But at any rate, see, God heals many times through the word of knowledge. And also, you know, when you're praying for someone, maybe you know what's wrong with them. <clears throat> but I also want to encourage you to depend upon the Holy Spirit uh, as you minister, because God may show you something that will help that person to be healed or, or show you a certain way uh, to pray for them, that they might be healed. Uh, I'm thinking of another testimony. I'll just... I, I think we'll go into more uh, in the next lesson. We'll talk about uh, dealing with demonic powers. <clears throat> and so I'll share that testimony uh, more in depth there. But <clears throat> I'm thinking of a time that we were ministering to a lady and we were not seeing results. And then this pastor friend of mine came and he recognized there was an evil spirit involved. And he dealt with the evil spirit and instantly she was uh, delivered of pain. So <clears throat> Be sensitive. To the Holy Spirit. All right, through using your authority <coughs> excuse me, and binding evil powers. And Matthew 6, 16, 19 says, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And Luke ten nineteen, he says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. We have authority. Uh, through compassion... We've experienced that many times in our ministry, you know, the compassion of the Lord. Uh, One time I was talking to a man, and he started telling me about some ailments that he had. And as he was sharing, the compassion of the Lord came up in my heart, and I just knew we needed to pray for him. And we asked to pray for him, and he was healed. He went back to the doctor, and his, his blood work was completely changed by a miracle of God. So God works through compassion. When you feel that compassion in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit. So go with that flow. More and more, I want you guys to comprehend. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say it. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Cooperate. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, um, through the manifested presence of God. Sometimes in services, the presence of God is so thick, you can just receive healing or anything else so easily. Uh, in, in Luke chapter um, 6, the scripture we mentioned there, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal. Uh, <clears throat> through commanding the person to act, you see many times in the scripture, That the person ministering healing told them to do something they couldn't do before. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Well, if you look at it in the natural, you never walked a day in your life. You know, rise up and walk. That seems like foolishness. But it's a command from the Lord. You know, get up and walk, you know. uh, And God works through that and brings miracles many times. Now, here's one that you may not have thought about. But wisdom through wisdom about lifestyle changes. Sometimes people are sick because they eat wrong and they don't take care of themselves. They don't exercise. They don't uh, eat right. Uh, they eat too much rice, like some of you folks do. I, I know I'm not supposed to give my opinion, but, you know, we do we need a balance in our diet. We need protein, carbohydrates, vegetables. And uh, some. if you eat just all rice, 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 you... Could end up with diabetes, and of course, America, we we shouldn't talk because we have <clears throat> our own issues, especially like with sugar and things like that. But you know, <clears throat> God can heal you through having wisdom about lifestyle changes you need to make. So, James said, "If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and breadeth not." <clears throat> Here's another way God heals through the, through ministering the forgiveness of sins. Uh, Sometimes uh, folks are bound with sickness because they're they're in a, you know they they no, they don't know they're forgiven and so we need to minister God's plan of salvation and minister forgiveness and you know sometimes that means just telling them that you know if they've repented they're forgiven explaining that to them. you know there's a lot of power in words when you take a scripture and you minister to somebody, That's not just, you know, you talking. You know, uh, Psalm 103 says, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. So if you're going to minister healing to someone, you may just want to say, you know what? If you've repented of your sins, you're forgiven. Because the Bible says he forgives all your iniquities. And you know what? The Bible said that the blood of Jesus cleanses you of all sins. So, therefore, all your sins are washed away. You're forgiven. You're clean in Christ. And you're able now to receive your healing. So, receive it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. You feel the power in that? See, because this is a gospel message. Healing and forgiveness go together. Even in... um, Even in James chapter 5, you know, he said, The the prayer of faith shall save the sick, the Lord shall raise them up, and if they've committed any sins, they shall be forgiven them. So there's forgiveness and healing go together. Uh, Healing through the power of the word. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them. And then also by using the word to build faith. That's why we teach on healing and proclaim the message because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and then through sharing testimonies of God's healing power many times when we're ministering healing we'll share testimonies I don't know how many testimonies we've shared uh, just in this session because there's power in those testimonies you know this is something that God has done and he's still doing these things all right <clears throat> okay, moving on now. Uh, healing through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Jesus said, You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses, which would uh, be proof producers, a witness in a court of law, is somebody who produces proof or evidence. Okay. And we've got the evidence when we have the Holy Ghost on our lives. And uh, the word power there is, in the Greek, dunamis. It means dynamic, wonder-working power. Uh, um, Dynamite is an English word related to it. We're going to blast the devil with the power of God. We're going to blast sickness with the power of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, I know we talked about that in, I think, Lesson 5. That is such an important area. And just encourage you to go back to that. If you haven't spoken in tongues yet and haven't entered into those gifts, go back to that and meditate on that and ask God to, to fill you and thank Him for filling you with the Holy Spirit and begin to step out and pray in other languages as the Spirit gives you utterance because it brings great release and power into your life. You know, I heard a testimony of a man that... Uh, I think he was a businessman... But later in his life, uh, God began to open a ministry to him. And the Lord opened doors for him to go and minister in, uh, I think it was the Episcopal churches in in the United States. And Episcopal churches in the United States are very conservative. Um, In fact, they would not receive the message of preaching in tongues necessarily. And I'm speaking generally because actually there was a movement later on of episcopal churches where many did. So sometimes we say things that are generally true but not not always true. But at any rate, uh, this man was going into churches that were not really open to the to the holy spirit, the baptism of the holy spirit, but he was baptized in the holy spirit. And so he just made it a practice before he went into the meetings with these with these in these churches that he would pray in the spirit, you know, for maybe an hour or two or three. Just pray the Spirit. Pray in other tongues. Just percolating in the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Just letting the Spirit of God flow through his lips. And then he would go into the meetings and minister healing. And he said there was such power, an anointing upon him, that many, many people were miraculously healed in those meetings. So, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It will help you in your ministry. Uh, Healing through the laying on of hands. Mark 16, 18 in the Living Bible says they will be able to place their hands on sick people and heal them. This is one of the major ways that God brings healing. So everybody say, I'm able able to place my hands on sick people and heal them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> and using commands to heal the sick, uh, Jesus rebuked the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. We've got all the references for his ministry to the to the mother-in-law. God must have must have thought uh, ministering to mother-in-laws is important. He put it in this Bible three times about uh, Peter's mother-in-law. But in Luke four, it says not only did he lay hands, but he rebuked the fever. So that what how do you rebuke a fever? Fever, I rebuke you. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. That's how you rebuke a fever. Uh, Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. We've got Luke 7, 1 through 10. Also, you might want to write there Matthew 8, 5 through 13. Same story. Told a little different way. The centurion said to Jesus, speak the word only. And of course, Jesus did. And uh, the servant was healed. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus prayed out loud only for the sake of those around him in the, in the co- uh, case of uh, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. He prayed and he said, Father, I, I, I know that you are always hear me, but for their sake I'm praying this so they know what's going on. But then he said, Lazarus, come forth. That's how he brought forth the miracle. <clears throat> and of course, uh, Jesus or uh, Peter used the same method with raising uh, Tabitha from the dead. By the way, God still raises the dead. One time, I was in uh, India. We've seen a lot of miracles in your country, by the way. Uh, and <clears throat> Doctor Benjamin took me to a village where a woman had been raised from the dead, and I interviewed her. And she had not been a Christian, but after she was raised from the dead, she became a Christian. (laughs) And her whole family, and many in the village also, because it was a tremendous sign. Her funeral had been planned, and the relatives and friends were coming from other villages for the funeral. And she was raised from the dead. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's believe God for the greater works. Amen? Amen. Amen. But we're talking about using commands <clears throat> there again. Peter, uh, I think, put everybody out of the room, and says he kneeled down and prayed. But then he rose up and he spoke to the dead person. Said, "Tabitha, arise." <clears throat> so it was a command for her to rise up. And of course, she was she was raised from the dead. <clears throat> and then healing comes through faith. We're kind of reiterating some of the things we've already said, but. Uh, Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, <clears throat> Daughter, your faith has made you whole. <clears throat> in fact, in that case, it was a healing that uh, was initiated, not by wow. Jesus, by, by the woman and herself, but by pressing through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment. <clears throat> and the lame man at the gate, beautiful, Uh, Peter said his name, through faith in his name, has made this man whole. Uh, Mark uh, chapter 9, verse 23, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Paul was preaching and he saw that the crippled man had faith to be healed. Acts 14, 8 8 through 10. Mm -hmm. And as we said before, these signs shall follow them that do what? That That believe. So we need to have faith. And in many cases, I would say most cases the person receiving needs to have faith as well. Uh, <clears throat> interesting thing in India among, among the Hindu people. <clears throat> of course you, you know this, but uh, you know, uh, many of the Hindu people have heard of Jesus. You know, of course they have many gods. And Jesus is known as the healing God. <clears throat> and, of course, in a sense, that's a false belief because they believe there's many other gods. Jesus is the Son of God and the one true God. <clears throat> and all these others are false gods. But the fact that they see Jesus as the healing God is because God has put his mark uh, upon Jesus as the healer. And so it is actually something that I think God uses Uh, to draw people to himself because they're already they're already open to the idea that jesus heals them so he can use that uh, as a point of faith for them to receive a miracle of healing in their life and then of course then our part is to proclaim the one true and living god you know uh, many times in our gospel preaching there we want to emphasize the creator god the one true and living god that, that you know he is a jealous god you can't have seventeen hundred gods, or five gods, or two gods. You have to have one god. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> but at the same time, it is something that God uses in their life uh, to to open their heart to the miraculous. All right. So where was I? Healing to agreement. Healing to agreement. We talked about that. Ask the person what they want for the Lord. Come into agreement at their level of faith. Uh, healing through revelation. Jesus said, I do what I see my father doing. I can. The son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. This is the area of revelation and seeing what God is doing. Like Smith Wigglesworth said, it all depends upon what the father is saying. <clears throat> in one case, Jesus uh, put his fingers in someone's ear and put spit on their tongue and they were... The deaf and the dumb were healed. So, I don't know if you want a spit ministry or not, but the point there is, God heals in many different ways. Amen. Amen. So we have tips um, tips for, tips for de- uh, developing your healing ministry. Uh, we're we're running kind of long here, so I'll just mention them quickly. Meditate on the promises and commands of Jesus concerning healing. Meditate on the miracles of Jesus and the apostles, reminding yourself of John 14, 12. In my Bible, I have John 14, 12 written all over the place. Every time Jesus did a miracle, I put John 14, 12. And then I'll think, I can do that too. Yeah. Uh, Jesus multiplied the fishes and loaves. I got John 14, 12. Now, I haven't multiplied any fishes and loaves yet physically. But I'm believing that if the Lord sees fit, he can use me in that area associate with those who are healing the sick. You you know, you <clears throat> when you associate with people with a particular anointing, it'll rub off on you. Uh, be willing to receive instruction about how to minister to the sick. Jesus' disciples asked him, why couldn't we cast the devil out? And he told them about their mistakes. <laughs> So be willing to be corrected. Be willing to be taught. That's an important area. Live the Spirit-filled life and walk in love. Galatians 5, 6 says, Faith works by love. Practice the things that you learn. Don't just say, Well, we had a nice Bible study uh, Wednesday Mm -hmm. night. uh, Ah. And and just forget about it. No, start practicing. Lay hands Ah. on somebody Mm -hmm. this week. Get out there and do something for the Lord. Amen? And and begin to work in your life. Uh, Pray in the Spirit. We shared about that. Praying in tongues. Remember that the greater one lives in you. Cultivate an awareness of the presence of God. It's something that we can do. We can walk in the presence of God continually. Uh, Intercede for those that you're going to minister to. There's a lot you can do in the preliminary before a meeting or even before you go out for a walk, you're going to see people. Pray for them. And then God's Spirit goes before you to prepare them. Uh, <clears throat> cultivate group faith. And I believe this is what's going to happen at Living Word a Community Church. You're going to have group faith.
1: Amen. You're going to believe
0: God for the miraculous in your midst. And and you're going to continue have a continual stream of testimonies. And the believers coming back to church and saying, well, I laid hands on someone and they were healed. I prayed for someone. Their marriage was restored. Uh, I prayed with someone for salvation. These are the things that are going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and finally, always give God glory. And I know you will. But it's a good reminder. You know, you start seeing a lot of miracles and you start to think, hey, I'm pretty hot stuff. Well, you can't do anything without the Lord. Amen. So, always give God glory for the miracles that he does. Beware of receiving glory yourself for God's miracles. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, as I said, your your homework is to study and meditate the scriptures in this lesson. Hey, you may want to keep this... Keep your workbook for, you know, make it uh, not just for this week, but keep going back to these scriptures and meditate on them and get them in your heart. And then, of course, your practical uh, exercise today is to share the message of divine healing using your favorite scriptures and a testimony of healing. Ask the person if they would like to receive healing from the Lord and then minister to them using one or more of the methods uh, that you have heard about today. So I don't know how many people do you have there today, uh, Pastor Diva. Six people. Eight, people. six people today. Okay, so eight, Oh, how many? Eight, uh, eight. Okay. So, <clears throat> uh, I'll just give you a suggestion, and you do this how you feel is best. Okay, Pastor Diva. Uh, You could maybe have a time where maybe one or two people would share from the exercise from last week about uh, why you believe miracles are for today. Somebody could share, like uh, Smiley or Moses or someone could share that, what what they wrote. They don't have to necessarily read it, but just talk about it, why they believe miracles are for today. Share a testimony. And then why don't you just have a time of prayer for anyone that has uh, sickness today? Just uh, set a chair in the middle of the room and uh, begin to pray for them and minister to them. And before you actually minister to them as you're you're, um, standing around them, just pray in the Spirit, pray in other tongues, uh, just worship the Lord, and get in the Spirit a little bit so that when you pray, you can pray effectively and be guided by the Holy Spirit, okay? And then after you're done ministering to them, ask them how they're feeling, if they've sensed any change immediately. Remembering, you know, it's not always instant, but sometimes it is, you know, many times it is. And uh, God uses that as a sign and a wonder. So ask them uh, what God has done. And then after you pray uh, for them, pray for another person. And then also maybe have a time of talking about how God led you to pray. You know, what was going on. I'm talking about getting those who prayed to talk about how you were led to pray, what the Holy Spirit seemed to prompt you, how he prompted you to pray and how to minister. And I think through that experience, you'll learn something about, uh, you know, you'll learn something about how the Holy Spirit works as you pray. So trust the Lord to give you revelation and to give you light, and to to lead you forward. So I want to thank you for being patient and steady. You've listened to uh, uh, an hour and ten minutes of teaching almost. So you are very diligent students. Praise the Lord. And God is going to reward you greatly. Amen. Thank you. So God bless you guys. And we look forward to um, talking with you again next week. Let me just pray quickly. Father in the name of Jesus, we just release the anointing for the practical time together there, Lord, and upon also all also those that are watching by uh, on the internet be blessed and may your ministry be fruitful and may you learn things far beyond what we have spoken by the power and revelation of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody amen. say it. amen. 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 We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota 56002.